just you get to choose. Like here's here's the scenario: the the environment gives us something which can be perceived as negative, can be perceived as not working, can be perceived as problematic. The world's ending. So we get to choose to see it like that, or we get to see choose to see it as an opportunity. So clearly, that it's my responsibility now to do that for other people. If I have information, and you know, other people's success is my success, and vice versa. Because you know what, like the challenges or the roadblocks are the journey themselves. There's no big things. It's all little things compounding on top of each other. Do you have trouble saying no? On this week's episode of True Seekers, Coach Nick and I discuss growth. Can growth be comfortable? Can we reframe growth to be something that we want? Quite often we believe that growth comes from uncomfortable points in our progression. Well, we get to a point in this week's episode of True Seekers, Coach's Corner, where we talk about the ability to say no because we so clearly define what we do want. Once we have that compass, it becomes easier what we say yes and what we say no to. All this and much, much more on this week's episode of True Seekers. Welcome to yet another special episode of Coach's Corner True Seekers. Coach Nick Davies, Coach Josh Greco, you know the drill. Coach, I, I'm shadow boxing over there. What's the energy like in that side of the room? It's pretty good. I was ducking and diving, like just trying to get out of the way and um, ready, ready to go. Just getting pumped up. Moving the energy around a little bit. What do you got in your mind? I want to dive right into a topic that's been on my mind for a while now. Um, unconsciously, maybe previously, but uh, more and more consciously recently. Uh, and that is, can we can we feel good when change occurs, growth? I, I found myself uh, associating growth with uncomfortability, and it was it was an interesting sensation because I started to have like a, almost a negative kind of, like I, I didn't want, does growth mean I have to feel something that, that I don't want to feel or can growth feel good? Or can we reframe that to where I'm, I dive into growth more fearlessly? Got two examples for you, I guess, maybe to set the stage a little bit more. Uh, one from a long time ago, one from this week. Uh, the one from a long time ago, was me in my previous career in, in corporate world. I remember like two, 2006, 2007, 2008, lots of things happening, um, like new people coming in, uh, working in like a trade, trading, trade support area. And I would always be thinking, okay, what's the next thing that's happened? Uh, who's the next person's coming in or who's getting fired or who's getting moved? What's happening? Do I get a new person in my team? Is there, like, what's going on? Like, is the market going to be crazy? always looking for that thing that's going to change and it, again you mentioned earlier subconscious like is it our subconscious not sure like I, it's easy to look back and see that now but the time wasn't really, was a bit hazy for me very hazy for me and what i started to notice was that people would get upset when things would change most people and i would think of it like oh great cool something's something's happening what is it that's exciting and and so for me, it was the, the change was what I wanted to happen. Uh, and then there's a Tony Robbins quote, which I throw in that, where it's, he says that change is automatic, growth is not. So I guess the way I saw it was that I, don't, I, get, I get bored quick, so I want the change. I wasn't the person going out and growing intentionally about where I want to go. 
I was in the place in my life where I was like waiting for things. Come on, let's happen. Let's do it. I'll get bored if nothing's happening. What's happening? What are you doing? So using the change as the growth to feel some excitement. And that's a choice. And had you always been like that? Or was there, um, was there something that, that instilled that within you? No idea. That's when I first noticed, noticed it though. But I will say that the, in that place in my life, in that place in my career, I was with around the same people for four or five years. And just as it happened, when I worked, started working at that company, I was doing a role, doing a job. It was super tense, the whole thing, um, like urgency, like running around, like lots of pressure. But the role I was doing was, was particularly pressured. And so maybe I was kind of carved into that and I started to thrive on that. That's part of tyranny of the urgent as well. So too much going on. But when it got, I, I, it went too, back the other, too far back the other way. Mm. I wasn't settled. I wanted more change. I wanted more like calamity, growth. So choice to take the change and turn it into growth and feel excited about that. I'm glad you made that distinction with the uh, like swung back too far in the other direction. That, that's what this is, right? We, we get into a, a phase of uh, comfortability. We're like, okay, we're ready. Like I'm ready for the upgrade. This is boring. Or like, I'm not, I'm not getting, I'm not fulfilled in what I'm doing. Let's, let's go. Let's seek it out. So then maybe mm. you, you experience that you get to that stretch point and then you look for, okay, where's the ground? I've been in the air for a second here. I need, I need some stability. So then you go back. So that we've hit on that principle before the pendulum going back and forth yeah uh, I'm, I'm wondering if we can really like what part of that pendulum do you want to hone in on is it the swing back and forth and what part of the swing is it going forward is it going backward where where should we get a lift from today and understanding i think we've got to be really careful with the extremes that's what's jumping to mind right now right because if you're so busy that you're pushing so much that you it's all growth you're always uncomfortable you're going to start to get worn out really quick and you're going to start to resent that really quick. And you're going to want to swing back the other way a lot. Burnout. So like, that's where burnout occurs. That's where burnout occurs. And you want to swing back all the way the other way. Fuck this, I'm out of it. But if you do that, then you get to a place where, oh. And then you get too used to being too comfortable. It's too slow. Then the thought of starting again, even though you're bored and not, not happy, becomes too painful. So that's why people get stuck doing nothing or small things for a long time. The thought of going to do something else, which actually allows them to feel like growth and feel like moving forward and get excited, is too painful. It's mm. too, too much fear associated with that. So I really want to avoid both of those extremes. Because I remember thinking about it in those, time, those terms that when it was busy, oh, it's too much, it's too busy, it's got to calm down, it's got to calm down, I'll oh, get someone in or like, the market slows down or whatever. And it's like, oh, now I've got like three or four hours a day where I'm just sitting, waiting. Mm. And I'm like, I wish it was a bit busier, but you know what? Kind of like cozy. It's all right. Let's go get another cup of coffee. And then when it's like, I want it to be busier, but now I'm worried it getting busy because I don't know if I can handle it anymore. Mm. So I don't, it's the extremes for me. So it's the right momentum. Waverly's got a new bike, right? We've got a new bike for graduating transitional kindergarten, which is where you can tell me all about that. But like, there's this like small camera in our neighborhood. And so that bike, the way she's got momentum, she's got no gears or anything, right? she's five and a half. If she stops, it's hard for her to get going again. And so if she goes too fast, it's hard for her to slow down. 
So she wants to keep in a place where she's making progress, but not that it's pushing so far. This is back to your 80% rule. I think that's where it's at for me. Because if you're all the time in that uncomfortable place of growth, then there's no, what slips into your mind is, why am I even doing this? It never feels good. Ultimately, I'm doing stuff to get comfortable, right? I want to be comfortable at a higher level. But if it's always all push, now, part of that's intention. If you've got some really, really big push to get to, then you are going to be uncomfortable for a long time. But if that's what's intentional from the start because of a specific outcome, then you can deal with that more because you've got parameters. Mm. I, I I actually really love the bike analogy because that, that makes a lot of sense. Like if you go too slow, you tip over. That's a bad thing. If you go too fast, you're out of control. So that 80%, maybe, and I was wondering that, is, is there an ideal that we should shoot for all the time? Because we can't, well, maybe we can talk about this. Can we can we maintain 80% all the time? Because that's like maybe the best of, of both worlds. It's just enough stretch to where we're not sprinting or going too fast on the bike, but we're maintaining a speed to where we're making a, a ton of progress. But maybe that's where external forces come into play, right? It's Maybe it's not possible to maintain 80% all of the time, right? There's things that you have to address that might shake you out of that balance or that rhythm. Uh, I might also make the analogy of, of uh, well, this is a different type of analogy, but uh, of walking, right? So uh, almost like a yin and a yang, like your left foot and your right foot move, and that's how you make progress, right? One has to move forward, and then the other one moves forward. They both can't move forward at the same time unless you're, you're doing something with your arms or cheating, right? So uh, at the moment that one foot comes in, into a parallel with the other foot, that is the balance. But it's only it only happens like briefly for like a snap second. And then it's out of balance again. But it has to come back into balance to go out of balance to come back into balance. So I don't know if that complicates things more, but I, I, I think about uh, that with the swing. And then if we can loop that back to the 80%, just to refresh that, right? So 80% is like the effort that you're putting forth. If you're at hundred percent, you can't smell rose at a sprint. It's too fast. It's too much. Maybe you have to turn it on to hundred percent at certain, um, certain situations, but you have to always come back to the 80% to where you're moving quickly, but it's slow enough to be able to make adjustments as you go. Love it. All of it. Yeah. It's dynamic equilibrium. So if I'm moving my feet at a certain cadence, you might say like, so if I put my foot in front of the other and it's six inches in front and I move the other one six inches, then we've moved and then in front of the other one, we've moved up, we've moved a foot in each, each step. So let, okay, let's try doing 12 inches for each foot. Then we move two foot in each step. And that might move away from what's optimal because it might mean that you get tired exponentially quicker than you would do just doing six inch steps mm. so that push that 100 percent could do it for a little while but you can't you're not gonna get further overall because you'd be you gotta stop it's too much give out let me get out of it whereas if you can keep it sustainable at six inches you can go way further and i think that the 80 percent is more of a metaphor of the context of push but don't fall over then, then actually it should be 80%. I think it's fair because, you know, we know how important the 820 rule has been. I don't think about the, the checks and balances 
in our life as well. So whatever your goal is for your particular year, let's let's talk business, let's talk numbers. Let's say your business is million dollars is the revenue or net net income target for that year. And if you've got your your dials, right, when you're working with your coach and you know exactly what your actions are each week to get to that, or, you, or if it's a collective action from your team, and you know that those actions actually only take 20% of the collective time, then by doing those 20%, you're still going to win to your goal. doesn't mean you shouldn't use the other 60% to push, but you should remind yourself that you've set up a game that's winnable big based on actually the small amount of things you're doing it gives you freedom to know that you've got extra to push and to know that if you push that extra 20 percent to 100 percent overall then that first 20 percent is going to suffer mm. checks and balances yeah so there's two different uh, percentages going on here so there's one the 80 percent is like the effort one and then the 80 20 of the actual dials so you, the 20 percent of the things actually drive 80 percent of the results Right. Um, yeah, I'm conflating the both of them for the same context that, you know, let's just say 80% is the right percentage because the 80-20 rule is good. So if I've got 80% to play with, probably 20% of that 80% is what's going to give me my results. So I've got 60% of extra extra energy to put to whatever I might want to put to. Mm. and But always leave that other 20% on the other end, leave that well alone. Otherwise, you'll be back to the either getting unstable or falling off. And that, and then that in itself is a reminder. So just looping this back to the original question of uh, like growth, can it, well, and this is important, right? So growth, can it be, can it be okay? Can it become, what you're saying is that there's not that much that's required to grow. It's actually a very small percentage of another percentage, 20% of the 80% to do the right things to get to the next level. Yeah. So then that circles back to what's what's the most and what's the biggest indicators of success over the long term is being in the game, right? Being consistent. You know, what does Charlie Munger say or Warren Buffett that the only way you don't win when you're in the stock market is when you uh, the, the, when you're not in it. Mm. So that the consistency of playing is what gives you the results you want over time. Or said differently. Most of success is showing up. And when you know that, you do a damn lot of showing up. And so the only danger of not showing up is going too hard that you either have to you burn out or you fall off because it's because it's you swing back too far the other way. So consistency, uh, power and not and not burning out, not doing too much. And then for me, I'm fascinated by the question or the conversation around the seasonality, like our, the actions that are required of us to grow change. And maybe that's where we can hone in on our last few minutes here. Cause that's what I'm talking about. We're like, you get settled in to something and it's like, okay, I, I have the clarity. I'm going to show up. I'm going to do, this is the 20% of the things that I have to do. I do these things. I'm going to grow. All right. Well, there's a certain point, right. Where that changes. And I think it's uh, inherent upon us to be able to, we have to reserve that space to assess what, what it is that will upgrade us moving forward, right? The actions that are required of us to get to where we want to go are not the actions that have gotten us to where we are right now. And that always feels new and different every time it comes up. It's like, is it time to change? How do you know if it's time to change? How do you know if it's time to transform, time to upgrade? 
that's why it's so important to know where you're going and th then that requires a zoom out so and but what type of zoom out it depends on the situation right is it a zoom out for the week the month the year the decade your life mm. depends where you are and what you're doing what's the thing that you're heading for right now with a really big focus and then you can ask yourself i feel like there should be a change right now or i don't know if there's a change right now so we'll check in where where are you heading what's the goal that you've got what's the furthest out version of the goal you've got right now and it can just be the check in on it oh yeah it's right it's good i'm good and but most of the time that's what it is uh, or if you haven't got a goal then get one because that's why you're going round and round in circles don't mistake activity for progress mm. and if that goal you're looking out to doesn't give you the answer you want go further out again but if i do that what do I want the next time of that year, month, decade? And keep going far out until you get it. Until you get to the point where you can think about yourself being 95 years old, sitting in, sitting in your beach chair or whatever, thinking about your family around you and what is it are the milestones of your life if you look back 85, 75, 65, 55, 45, 35. Mm. But you need to be in those points to realise where you are at that point. It's always a yeah. place to be. Yes. So there was a uh, right in the middle. I, I, I extracted something from what you're saying. Uh, to check in. It's, we, we know the answer already. Right? Like it's intuitive almost, right? You just have to ask yourself what it is. That's why the space is so important. That's why it's 80% and not 100%. Because if you're at 100%, you can't do that check in. So I'm, this is. Yeah, it's starting to become clear to me now. So yeah. it's be, because I think the in, the intuition piece transforms over time. So that's why a check in in January is going to be different than a check in in June. When you check in in January, you 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 know you you set up the best way that you think is right, and then the, the June is the little tweak of the airplane that we always talk about on maybe like a ten year scale. Right, because six months seems like a lot of time, but six months is not a lot of time in the grand scheme of uh, six times 10, 60 months, right? Or, <laughs> right? So it's yeah, all relative, yeah. but it's it's a, a smaller version of, of a much bigger game. And so those check-ins, those intuitive check-ins that we know are the little alterations that we need on, on a bigger playing field. And that's why I say everything's always context, contrast, or scale. Because in order to win the big game, you've got to win the small games. So that's why you're doing a, you're doing an eight, a January to, to June observation, comparison, a lot of things have changed. But you can't even look back on that if you're not checking in second week of June, January, third week of January, fourth week of January, first week of February. Because all of those things come together to make where you are in June. Otherwise, you get to June and go, I haven't really done much on that. And it becomes exponentially more difficult because you because you essentially have to start again because there's no thread. There's no point. There's, it becomes a useless event trying to go find the thread because you don't even know where you dropped it or what it looked like. You might as well just start your new thread. Mm. That's why that consistency again is so important. All of these things together is yeah. there's no like one answer for like what's the best way to do it. It's like it's all of it at once. Mm. And what you need at the time is just the art of what you need for you. Check in. Are you going where you said you're going to go? Yes. Okay. Does that fix it? Don't know. All right. We'll keep keep searching. If you get to where you said you're going to go, what, what are you going to get? How's that going to feel? What is it going to mean for you the next decade after that? 
well and then play it and design it and like and and then then you get to go okay am i doing the right thing right now i don't want this anymore what's next mm-hmm. right it's it's thinking a bigger game it's thinking long term it's 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 like the housing market's crazy right now like a few months ago some of our neighbors moved out and like bunch of neighbors moved out and like, i don't know any specifics about it but i know that the price is like going up like by double and it's crazy so at a certain point there's going to be an opportunity where it's like oh my goodness my how value of my price is twi- house is twice as much as it was before well, i have an opportunity now to cash out on that and either and do something so, some there's an opportunity that i didn't expect to happen now that that becomes and there's no wrong or right on this but that becomes something that leads you and if you haven't got a plan for yourself about where you want to go, the things that other people are offering you tend to be the things you look at because you're not already focused on where you're going. You end up living someone else's plan. It drives me crazy, like personally. Yeah. Like, so if you're, if this is just a distraction, oh, this is an opportunity over here. It's like, I'm already working the game I want to work to again to get the outcome I want to get to. And if you are, you, you flex and change your life to something else, ultimately it might be an opportunity and sometimes you want to take opportunities for sure but does it get you to where you want to go or does it put you on a path you don't know and if you haven't defined where your path is or at least a minimum ask yourself what your path is when you get the opportunity you're going to end up in a place you don't want to be Hmm. how else can it be that way if you you can't define it like how did i get here oh i guess this is just what i got given no it's the choices that you made through when we're back to awareness. Mm. So huge. Uh, I think we may have referenced this on previous episodes too. The book, The Big Leap, there's a chapter in there about uh, the author turned down like a huge opportunity. Um, I think he, all he had to do was endorse a product and he would have made like 50 grand or something like that. But it wasn't in alignment with what he wanted, with, with the path that he had laid out. So the answer was so easy to him to, for, for him to say no. People like you and me sitting here, you know, or, or somebody watching this, right? 50 grand, like, you know, I just got to do this. Like, you're going to think twice about that. But he had it all planned out for him. So that really resonates with me with like living somebody else's. Like, I think we, we, we kind of have a shiny object syndrome sometimes where we can chase whatever looks good around us. But is it really what we want? Because guess what? That author could have done that. And then like, I don't know, maybe years down the road, he's associated with this product that he never would have endorsed. And that 50 grand is gone by them. Like in the grand scheme of things, it's not what he wanted to do in alignment with what his vision is. And perhaps even worse than that, it's the opportunity cost of not doing the things he knew he wanted to do. Right. That's the big part. Like that's the, if you know where you want to go and what you want to create, there's nothing that can pull you away from that. Because if you're asking the right questions in the right way, it's what do you want your life to be like with there's no limits? And if you can answer that question, whatever it might be, and yes, it can change, of course, but like for what it is now and the most honestly honest part of it, like what's the best version of the way you life, have it any other way you want it. And then you're heading towards that. Anything that comes into you as an opportunity is going to power in comparison. At the very least, it's going to be much easier to say no to things because you've got, at the very least, like mostly it's just they will just bounce off you and see them because you go, you know where you're going. Right. That's the power of being having a compelling future. All right. So let's begin to wrap up some takeaways here. Um, this has been enlightening for sure. I think the light bulb that maybe uh, most recently has gone for me is that there, there's so many opportunities out there. There's so many things that you can choose. 
it's creating that space for the check-in time to what you intuitively already know and and then clearly defining what that is because once that is your path then you know it's right for you and you can say no to the, th the things that even if they're shiny even if they're nice even if they would be nice to have they're not congruent with what you're trying to accomplish and i wrote down your quote you said if you know where you want to go and what you want to create there's nothing that can pull you away from that it's so true right if i'm locked into something and i know it then then there's nothing that can break me from that i think the mistake that most people make they haven't defined that they haven't given themselves a space to 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 establish what that is so i might share with who's watching this i'm actually going to take my own advice on this write down maybe some categories of life right you, you uh like relationships, uh, time, health, uh, professional life, personal life, uh, whatever category you can think of, write down what you want to improve on or accomplish within those categories and then stack rank them, what's most important. Because it's gonna change a little bit, it's gonna alter over time, but set out, set your course with one of those things and have that clarity when when shiny objects come up, you'll have the answer already. You'll know what you, what you stand for and what you want to accomplish. Absolutely, coach. Nailed it, right? Saying no is easy when you know where you're going. Bingo. That's it. We're going to leave it right there. Thanks for joining me on this week's episode. We'll see you next week. Thank you for watching another episode of Truth Seekers. We appreciate your interaction. So please comment, like, subscribe to YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want more, check out some of our links. Thanks to our masterclass, The Achiever's Mindset, and come join our LinkedIn group. And what do you want to see more of? Remember, we're here to share the simple secrets of successful. So help us do that. What do you want to see? What do you want to see more of? Thanks, and see you again next time.